Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the x Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for August 21st, 2018. If you heard that Michael Kopech only pitched two innings in his big league debut, your mind might race towards a shelling or an injury. Fortunately, it was the best kind of short start, with Kopech throwing two scoreless innings before a 55-minute rain delay set in. Maybe Kopech could have taken the ball if the White Sox were starting the top of an inning, but since Kopech would also have to wait until the Sox wrapped at the bottom of the second, his delay topped an hour, and the Sox decided not to press their luck. As it stands, it was another long day for the bullpen, and it all collapsed on them in the late innings of a 5-2 loss to the Minnesota Twins. Kopech met expectations during his two innings, showing some toughness along the way. His night started with two singles that put runners on first and third, but he got out of the inning with a pop-out, strikeout, and shallow fly-out to end the threat. He then struck out the side in the second, around a two-out hit-by-pitch and a flared single. Since he only faced the order once, Kopech worked mainly with a 95-98 mph fastball, and the Twins didn't do much with it. He also threw a few good sliders and one really nasty changeup, although he got under the others and they sailed on him. Kopech said he battled nerves leading up to the game, and he certainly sweated a lot despite heat not being a factor. While the rain delay was a disappointing result for the additional 8,000 fans that bought tickets on short notice, maybe it allowed him to get the jitters out while keeping his ERA clean. With 52 pitches over his first two innings, he would have had to tighten up to get through five. The rest of the game didn't quite live up to the billing. The Sox scored a couple of runs on solo homers by Nicky Delmonico and Juan Mancada, the latter being cool because it was off a lefty. But they had a chance to take the lead in the eighth as the quality of play deteriorated, but the White Sox crumbled harder. Adam Engel started the bottom of the eighth with a single, but Trevor May picked him off when Engel slipped returning to the bag. Engel ran toward second and kept running. 
and kept running because Joe Maurer waited way too long to flip the ball to the base. By the time he did, nobody could handle the toss and Angle dived in safely. Tim Anderson bunted him to third and he reached safely himself because May slipped while fielding the ball and the throw from the seat of his pants bounced away from Maurer. It didn't bounce that far away from Maurer, making it a bad idea for Anderson to try advancing further, but try he did and he got caught in a rundown between first and second. Seeing this, Angle gave home a shot, and he ended up keeping the rundown alive long enough for Anderson to take third. It turns out they could have used the extra out, because Yolmer Sanchez and Matt Davidson both struck out to end the inning with the game tied at two. The Twins then took the lead in the ninth off Dylan Covey, who was trying to complete three innings out of the bullpen three days after a 102-pitch start. He got two outs, one courtesy of a perfect peg from Avi Garcia in right field. He gunned down Jake Cave at the plate to keep the game tied. Alas, Covey left two base runners for Jace Fry, who came in to face the lefty Eddie Rosario, and both runners ended up scoring. Rosario put the Twins ahead with a blooper that fell in front of Angle. Angle then bounced the throw to third, allowing Rosario to take second, and both runners came home on Jorge Polanco's single for the final score. The White Sox had a lot of health updates to provide before and during the game. Rick Renteria remained in Minneapolis after suffering lightheadedness before Monday's game. He was released from the hospital and will be returning to Chicago this morning for more testing. For the time being, Joe McEwing is managing the team. The White Sox placed Leary Garcia on the disabled list with a hamstring strain, with Ryan Lamar back in Chicago to offer center field support. Garcia is supposed to be out three to six weeks, so that could be the rest of the season since rehab games aren't likely to be available to him. Also, Jose Abreu will miss at least a couple weeks because he had outpatient surgery on his lower abdomen. He'll need a DL stint, and it's worth noting that Jose Rondon did not play in the Charlotte Knights doubleheader against Norfolk on Tuesday, while every other position player on the 40-man roster did. Then again, they might want to call up an extra pitcher just to get through the day game. Speaking of which, the White Sox and Twins will wrap up their two-game series at Guaranteed Rate Field this afternoon at 1.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. The bad news? The Twins are starting Kyle Gibson, who usually handles the Sox well. The good news? The Sox are starting Carlos Rodon, who is their best bet to give them the innings they need before heading to Detroit. Down in the farm, it was a long night for the Charlotte Knights. The start of their doubleheader against Norfolk was delayed, and the 15-3 stomping they suffered in Game 1 lasted three hours, meaning that Game 2 didn't start until just before midnight. At least they salvaged a split for their troubles, winning the morning cap 3-2. The game ended at 1.58 a.m. local time, so it's safe to say that any of the players in the lineup won't be joining the White Sox this afternoon, including Eloy Jimenez, who went 2-4 for four in the second game. The intentions of this podcast are dedicated to Rob Scahill, who gave up 9 runs and 1 inning of work in Game 1. Birmingham lost to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 3-1, adding to their league lead in strikeouts with 13. Luis Basabe went 0-4 for four with 2 strikeouts, and Zach Collins fanned 3 times while walking once. Bernardo Flores was decent in defeat. The Winston-Salem Dash lost to the Myrtle Beach Pelicans 6-4 in 8 innings. It was supposed to be a doubleheader, but the second game was scratched due to rain. Gavin Sheets and Laz Rivera combined for 4 of the Dash's 7 hits, while Luis Gonzalez and Nick Madrigal each went to 0-4. Steele Walker hit his first A-ball home run as the Canapolis Intimidators swept their doubleheader against Greensboro 3-0 and 5-3. He left the yard in the first game and doubled in the second, raising his average over 200. Canapolis extended its lead for the second postseason spot in the South Atlantic League Northern Division to three and a half games. Great Falls whooped Ogden 14-5 behind a monster game from Romy Gonzalez. 
the 18th round pick out of Miami went 4 for 5 with 2 homers, a double, and 8 RBIs, which I believe is the high for any White Sox prospect this season. And, in the Dominican Summer League, the DSL White Sox lost the Diamondbacks' first squad 11-3. Sidney Pimentel, one of the White Sox' recent six-figure signings, hit his second pro homer. Around the league, the Nationals officially threw in the towel on the season. One game below 500 and seven and a half games out of the NL East race, they decided to trade veterans. Daniel Murphy went to the Cubs, and Matt Adams is back to the Cardinals. Bryce Harper was claimed off waivers by the Dodgers, but no deal was reached. They're now at 500 after beating the Phillies 10-4. They could have used games like that earlier. The Cubs acquired Murphy because their offense has still stalled. They lost to the Tigers 2-1, and it's the fifth straight game in which they scored just one run and on a solo homer. The Cardinals took sole ownership of the first wildcard spot in the National League and moved to two and a half games behind the Cubs with a 5-2 victory over the Dodgers. In the thrilling AL West, the A's blanked the Rangers 6-0, while the Astros handed the Mariners a 3-2 defeat. Houston and Oakland remained tied atop the division, while the Mariners fell to four and a half games back. Old friend Tommy Canely saved his first game of the year in the Yankees' 2-1 victory over Miami. He's trying to come back from diminished velocity, and they'll need him since Roldis Chapman is battling knee problems. The Yankees have won four straight, while the Red Sox lost their third consecutive game, but Boston still has an eight-game cushion in the AL East. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about Kopech's debut, the minor league action, and the day game against the Twins. Josh and I will be back tonight for Sox Machine Live. If you're new to the podcast, you can subscribe to it on iTunes, Spotify, and Google's podcast app. If you're feeling generous, you can support everything Sox Machine at patreon.com slash Machine. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. Your business may be small, but you've got big goals. Brother Laser Printers can help you succeed, no matter the space, task, or budget. From crisp black and white to vivid full color, our printers offer affordable quality you can trust. Plus, fast printing and high page yields make them ideal for home offices and shared workspaces. It's no wonder Brother is the number one retail brand in laser printer unit sales in the U.S. With Brother at your side, go from small to do it all. Shop now at brother-usa.com laser. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.